The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place you want to bet to get in on all of the UFC and boxing action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's the promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We are also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We are also brought to you by Books. Valentine's Day is just around a corner, and if you're not spending it alone like me, you are going to want to check out the Books company. They have you covered with a variety variety of beautifully styled bouquets, sweet treats, plants, gifts, and succulents, with blooms starting at just $39. So go to books.com slash SGP for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash SGP for 25% off. And finally, we are also brought to you by the NBA Frauds Contest on the NBA Odds Pod. We're giving away $1,000 if you're able to identify the forwards for the second half of the NBA season. Just head over to sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. That's sgpn.io slash NBA frauds to get yourself involved today. Everyone has a plan. Until they get punched in the mouth. Wilder destroyed the nation hell. Don't think it's gonna get up. The wrath of the devil in gloves. Baptized them. One punch. That's all it takes. Lights out, Gypsy King. God, have mercy on your soul. <laughs> but fear is no angel. You'll have to nail me to the canvas if you want to keep me down. Somehow Fury has managed to get up. Angels don't come back. Soul of the center. He has too much guts. Fury's resurrection changed the fate of two fighters forever. Everyone knows what's coming, but no one knows how it's going to go. Hey guys, you are listening to a special edition of the Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting. And check out my website, LockBetting.com, where members were giving out a play for this fight quite some time ago. And um, I still firmly believe in that fight. But before I give out my pick on this, I'm going to bring in our guest who's been a regular here on the SGP to cover boxing. It's boxing expert and former boxer, Mr. Jeff Cohen. Actually, not former boxer. You've got another fight. You're, you've retired and unretired more than um, four. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, hi, Bill. Um, nice to be back here. Yeah, I, um, I got the chance to box at the O2 uh, Indigo and just couldn't turn it down. So um, it's for the uh, unlicensed UK Boxing Union uh, who I fight for and um, it's for the London Championship. So, yeah, um, you're quite right. I've retired and come back and retired and come back again. And, um, yeah, we're, we're good to go in the O2 in April. So I'm just starting my training camp right over the last two weeks and um, I'm going through all of that horrible stuff now with with training and diet and getting your mind right and everything but I wouldn't change it for the world so here we are 
See, we have all these retirements in boxing, and it, obviously, even at your level, it's not where you're getting two, three million to come back and fight. So the amount of times, obviously, I remember for years there was a load of money thrown in front of Lewis once, once, once heavyweight division moved away and sort of went down that sort of downward spiral where we were having fights in Germany for a long time. Uh, the, the carrot was dangled in front of Lewis to come out of retirement, Calzaghi to come out of retirement. It's almost more difficult that these guys didn't because most people do, don't they? Most people have well, at least at least three retirements. And you look at it and you think of like the legacy and then look at the examples. I mean, you look, Ricky Hatton did everything, only ever lost to a, to a Mayweather and Pacquiao. You know, he, he lived the dream. Two years retired, came back, and he lost his fight. He should never have come back. You look at someone like my favourite boxer, I think the greatest boxer that ever lived, Roy Jones Jr. What a sad legging of this guy. He come up for all the weights, won divisions, titles, and all the divisions. And, you know, he's still fighting when he's 50 years old. And as good as he is, you know, he probably should have just left it where he left it because Roy Jones Jr. was the greatest fighter that ever lived, in my opinion. And, you know, it's, um, you're quite right. It's, it's difficult because even at my level, you know, you, you get used to it. You get used to training. You get used to fighting. And my friends say to me, why don't you just do the training? Um, but I can't just do the training. And I need a means to an end. You know, you can't just do the training. You know, if I do the training, I need to know that we've got a fight at the end. It's very difficult, you know, mentally to, to admit defeat and when you're still quite fit and yeah I'm getting on a bit now I'm 41 now but you're still quite fit and you're able to still perform at that level at a venue like the O2 you know it's just too much of a, an opportunity to turn down so it's almost it's, like um, that at the, even at the very lowest levels in terms of to a much lesser degree I used to I used to train a lot more than I than I do now I remember a point where we were both like heavily into it and talking about how many times we were going and trying to catch each other at gyms and stuff in over the years. But even something at the end in terms of why are you training? Oh, I've got this holiday booked. Yeah. And what? What? Why? Why are you? Even like at the and at the time it would be like a combination. It'd be like uh, I, I would be I would be playing charity football or charity soccer yeah. at the time. Or the holiday body type yeah. thing. So exactly. So either it's the holiday body or for me it was yeah. sometimes it was those charity football games or and they were celebrity charity football games where there was actually going to be people you know, in yeah. the crowd and playing at football stadiums and stuff. But now it's just a case of all right. So you get that tiny bit of podge under your belly that we are going to get as we, as we head towards 40 years old. Well, I'm already there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not, but I, but I, but it yeah. does, if I, if I slack off or the yeah. diet goes, it comes along and then it's like, oh shit, I need to get rid of it. But yep. for what? Because, because that there's, there's no end in sight to it. It can, well, it can just be gone, but it's not gone for any particular reason other than me saying, I want to go, I want it gone. And that's the same thing it would be for you if you turned around and went, oh, I just want to train. Because yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I'm a very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If I do something, I, I keep doing it. Um, and for me, it's like to admit defeat and not fight, then that's kind of, um, I can't think of the word now, but um, I do business. something. Yeah, I, I, I'm a creature of happy. I do something, I want to do it again. And with the boxing game, it's very difficult because like any other sport in football, you can come out of it, become a coach, um, stay involved, still do the training. But with boxing, yes, you can come out of it. Yes, you can be a coach, but nothing replaces that thrill of being in the ring 
you know, it's a it's a warrior sport in a football. If you make a mistake as a player, you know, as I say, centre back, centre forward can get you out of it by scoring two goals. You know, you had a stinker, but we still won the game as a team. But in boxing, it's individualistic. If you make a mistake in the ring, no one's saving you, and that's the thing for me. You know, you uh, that thrill of um, of being responsible for your own destiny, and boxing kind of ticks those boxes. You know. So we've got that at the moment in there. We've got two guys in UFC that keep nudging ahead of each other in terms of who's has the most fights. And um, they're all going to be, they're both pushing towards 40 now. So with Cerrone and Miller in the UFC, they always say they need to fight every two, every two months to three months because if they stop, if they, if they even come out of camp at all, um, it'll, be, it'll be a setback for them. It's too much of a reset at their age so in order to in order to continue fighting at that age they have to actually have fights every three months or two or three months rather than having two fights a year it doesn't work for them to slow it down to the point yeah. as they're getting older to fight yeah. every six months because they just said the, the journey back is yeah, it's difficult. so difficult so they'd rather just stay in, they'd rather just stay in shape and then fully retire and then that's the thing, when you get to the top level, you you know, the top, top level, the likes of Joshua Fury, they can't have a fight every two or three months because A, the negotiations take that long anyway, B, the camp they need to do is so detailed and so physically demanding, you know, you can physically only have maybe one, two top fights a year. Okay, Fury had a couple where he was coming back in and, and he won the journeyman fights or, or the up-and-coming, you know, youngster fights, but when you're at the very top level, you know, you can only have maybe one, two fights a year, and we see that now with Canelo, you know, he'll fight on um, Maduchinko, he'll fight, you know, once again, maybe two in a year maximum. You know, Golovkin's the same, Joshua's he's the same. He's got, he's, he's got a lot of fights to, to fulfill. Uh, and yes. Deal. I believe it was, yeah. four, I believe it was 14 when he signed yeah. uh, that he had to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, is, it is a tough one, and like I say, even at, uh, at my level, which isn't isn't high, but it still was demanding because you know I've got to put myself through through hell to get here, and you know, and the guy I'm fighting, it's not an easy comeback fight. Um, you know, I could have I could have just took a. The promoter said to me, you know, do you want a bum? And I just said no, and my coach agreed. You know, we've got, a, and the guy I'm fighting, he's won his last fight. He's an ex kickbox, he's an ex kickboxer, so he's very well scored in the in the in the combat sports, and he won his last fight, and he can hit. He can bang so it's not a case of, of you know I come back to test myself and, and and if I can you know ultimately find that the O2 is, is a dream come true I've then boxed at York Hall I've boxed at the um, O2 in Kentish Town and now the O2 Indigo in, in, in Greenwich so that's kind of a big tick in the box and for me personally so yeah no it's all good mate and um, we'll sort of to keep you guys updated how it goes yeah we'd like to have seen that that tune up fight of Andrew Hook but <laughs> That's a, yeah. that's a personal joke between us. Yes, yes. Um, so we'll move, we'll, we'll move on to this to this fight this weekend because it's probably going to end up being the biggest of the year. Before I do that, I just want to let you guys know that everything that we're looking at here, all the markets, they will be available at the sponsor, mybookie.ag. MyBookie got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can pull your bets together for a bigger payout. So if you like any of the picks me and Jeff give out here, you can put them together with something that you know about, be it in the uh, XFL, NBA, or even the soccer, and then make yourself a little parlay. MyBookie has more lines around than for, any other, for the player than any other sportsbook around. And if you join right now... Jeff, listen to this. MyBookie will match your deposit halfway. So if you put in... $2,000 deposit, they give you $1,000 of free money to play with. 
So I've never you, ever seen anyone like that uh, commit to that. That's an excellent do, offer. Do you remember when everyone's going crazy when Bet Three Six Five did? It was fifty pounds, wasn't it, Max? So. Well, they, they went up to two hundred, yeah. but there was loads of oh, like there were loads of rollover yeah. requirements. Yeah, needed, yeah, yeah. You had to, to, had to play the bet three times or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. No, this this is just a flat uh, free grand two thousand deposit. Um, all you got to do to get it is use a promo code SGP to activate the offer. So that's promo code SGP, and you'll get that extra cash from mybookie.ag. Uh, bet, win, and get paid. Last sponsor I want to plug before we move on to the fight is Ace Per Head. Uh, this is an opportunity to be the bookie yourself. So if you ever thought about starting your own sports book, Ace Per Head is here to help you start. They'll provide you with all-inclusive professional betting site with lines updated up to the second and wages graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7, the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers a live betting experience and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks for free. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. As we're doing this fight now, um, there has been line movement here. Um, my clients have, and I'll, and I'll be transparent about it now because the benefits of being a client have um, have already gone. We got Dante Wilder as a five to four underdog in the outright market. That's now the price that he is just for a knockout win. Now, people might not be too bothered about that because when we analyze the fight, I'm pretty sure we're going to we'll both come to the conclusion that there is only one way for Dante Wilder to win this fight anyway. But I just wanted to put that out there that I've been on this fight. I This was one of the earliest picks I think I put out in my life. I put this out about 10 weeks before the fight. I think it was even, I think it was even way, yeah, possibly, I think it, I think it was like in, into November or December, pretty much as, as soon as the Ortiz fight ended. I, I can't remember when that was. And um, I just have complete and utter confidence in it. But um, I'm just waiting to see if you have any reason as to why you wouldn't have confidence in it. Yeah, I mean, let's start with saying of all of the, the fights I've watched and, and, and I've personally bet on or, you know, shows we've done which go way back, even whether they've been shows or just discussions in, in your front room or in a pub or something, this, I have to say, has been the most difficult boxing match for me to put my, now my colours for the mask, or on my Twitter feed, all my, you know, the people, my followers have been saying, what do you think, what do you reckon, and, you know, that as everyone does, they love it if you don't get it right, and we're under pressure here, because um, I'm sure you guys know we nailed the Joshua fight against um, Andy Ruiz, so <laughs> we're under pressure here now to get this right, but this has been the most difficult fight for me, personally, and I'll tell you for why, I've swayed from fighter to fighter, it started with me thinking, Deontay Wilder, he's just going to finish the job he should have finished in the last fight. Um, Fury was superhuman, woke up from that shot in the 12th. No one knows how, but it made me think Deontay Wilder was good. Then I see Fury's training camp. I, you know, you see Fury's father on around the table with David Hay and saying how confident he is. And, you know, Fury exudes confidence. And I then went back to thinking, you know, Fury could just box his head off. You know, the last time they boxed, he'd been out the ring for three years or whatever. And he'd lost, you know, had lost 10 stones. So now he's had tune-up fights and he's fully fit. So why wouldn't he? So then I swayed back to Fury. I've been back and forth, back and forth. You know, the problem I've got is you've got the best boxer on the planet in Tyson Fury against the biggest hitter on the planet, Deontay Wilder. So there is only... I believe, two possible um, you know, ways this can come out, and it's going to be a points decision for Fury or a knockout for Deontay Wilder. They are only the two possible, in my opinion, 
ways this fight ends. I don't think Tyson Fury will ever knock Deontay Wilder out. And I don't think he's the best boxer on the planet. You think, you think he's technically better than Lomachenko? Well, heavyweight boxer, sorry, let's say heavyweight boxer. You know, we're talking about the heavyweights. Yeah, so, um, you know, what I'm saying is is he's the best heavyweight boxer technically on the planet. Therefore, there's only two ways this fight ends, and it's a a Fury win points because he won't knock Wilder out, or it's a Wilder win. um, But he's he's saying a lot of stuff which is is making me lean towards Fury uh, Wilder even more. He's coming out and saying, I can't win a points decision in Vegas. I know it's all mind games because obviously he can, because if he wins 12, 12 rounds in a row, he will win. And he won a points decision in Germany against Stone Klitschko, so, you know, he can do it. Right, and he's talking about training just for a knockout and planting his feet and doing all this knockout work, and it it is all mind games quite clearly, isn't it? I think that was more to justify his decision of uh, of changing his trainer because the comp gym is well known for training knockout heavyweights. So I think he's kind of justifying his decision because this is where it leads me. You know, I, I kind of looked at the positives of each fighter and thought, I'm going to make my decision based on the positives, but I couldn't. So it's led me to look at the negatives of the fight of each fighter, which lead me to make my decisions. So, I mean, if I go through, I mean, look at the negatives. I think Fury, regardless of what he says, changing his trainer so soon before a huge fight, I don't care who you are, and as good as he is, you know, he changed his trainer. There's a whole new game plan coming in, which he's had to adapt to and learn, and you're asking him to to land um, knockout shots, which Tyson Fury's never done. Tyson Fury's, you know, uh, technically a super boxer, the best heavyweight boxer in the world, technically. Um, He's now going to be changing his style to try and land knockout blows, and that's dangerous against someone like Deontay Wilder, where shots come from every angle. So you look at that. Um, You know, his recent opponents that he's, he's beaten, you know, taken him, you know, you look at Wallin and, and, and the, the, the trouble um, and you see to yourself, hey, he hasn't actually boxed the last two opponents he's had, tune-up fights, compared to Deontay Wilders, who have been Brazil and Ortiz, are much lower. And, and thirdly, people, if a lot of people have forgotten, maybe, the cut in Fury's eye. Now, if Wilder lands a shot, that cut is as deep as cut as I've seen. And if that opens early in the first half of the fight, there's all sorts of problems for for um, Tyson Fury because Wilder will target that eye and he, hard hit and he hits hard enough as it is. If the eye opens, Fury's in a world of trouble. So they were the negatives to me of Fury. Um, You've you got to look... The negatives of, um, of Wilder is that, you know, he hit Fury before. He caught him flush and Fury took it and got up. So you're thinking, hold on a minute, he's t- has he taken the best shot of, of Wilder? Um, Fury is now stronger. He's, he's lost weight. He's fitter. He came into the last fight. You know, so that's a negative for Wilder in that he's fighting someone who's a lot stronger. So I kind of, when I added them all up, I've come to the conclusion, I've got three bets for you, and they're actually massive prices because I simply can't choose a winner in a sense that they're both even money now, I think, um, for for the win, yeah, so we've Either got one. so we've got both of them here at ten to eleven, a ten to eleven split. Uh, yeah. Twenty to one the draw, five to four the yeah. knockout for Wilder, seven yeah. to two the knockout for Fury, ten to one Wilder by decision, thirteen to eight Fury by decision. I have seen better uh, for yeah. for that price. I, I've seen it closer to two to one, but not at two to one. So, yeah, I mean it. the. the the three bets I'm looking at, um, because I'm I'm not confident in saying lump on a wild win or lump on a fury win, because it's only even money, you know. So it's not it's not a great um, return. So my three bets are um, as follows. I think, as I said, the way fury wins is by um, decision um, on points. So 
rather than just go straight for the undisputed, remember we are in America, so there's an element of truth to the judges, you know, biasness. There is, regardless of what anyone says. So my, my, my first bet is Tyson Fury by split decision. Therefore, he wins on the points, but there is a split decision. Now, that's 14 to 1. I would rather put my money on taking a long shot Fury points win on a split decision than an undisputed, because I think even, as we know in boxing, sometimes over in America... The judges will see a completely different fight to us. So Fury, by split decision, 14 to 1. Now, the other two bets I've got, I believe, and if pushed totally, completely, if I had to put my neck on the line, I personally think Deontay Wilder wins this fight late on. Um, so there's two bets. Deontay Wilder in rounds 7 to 9, 11 to 2, or Deontay Wilder in rounds 7 to 12. Basically, the second half of the fight is 16 to 5. So my three bets, as I said, Fury by split decision, 14 to 1. Wilder in 7 to 9, 11 to 2. Wilder in 7 to 12, 16 to 5. Now, they are big prices because, like I said, I'm not confident in, in saying, I wouldn't want to say to the, the, the members, put your money big on, on a... Because it's too hard to call. I'd rather enjoy the fight and go on the bigger odds because if Fury wins on a split decision, you've got 14 to 1 there. That's a huge bet. No one's going to be going to be pushing that bet out, and, and I am. But as I said, if push comes to shove and someone said, who do you think wins? I just think Deontay Wilder. I think his power. He's also coming in heavier. Now, this time, when they fought lifetime, Wilder was very light in a heavyweight. He's packed the weight on Wilder. He's going to come in heavier. He also knows now what he needs to do. Um, he didn't in the first fight. Fury's so elusive, so good. Um, his movement's so good. Wilder's more experienced. Wilder hits as hard as he does. And I just think over in America, Wilder, he's had the karma camp. He's not changed around from his trainer. And I think he'll land, and this time I think he'll land to the point where that can end the fight. So it, whilst I've, you know, I've given... A, a Fury win on points, split decision, or a Wilder win in knockouts. I've tried to be specific, you know, give rounds or the actual exact decision. Um, and it's just such a hard fight to call. You've got the best heavyweight boxer in the world against the biggest hitter in the world. Um, so I'm just going to enjoy the fight and go for the for the large um, odds bets that I've given. Okay, so I've got a few here as well. Um, I'm going to try and run these chronologically. Started at the weigh-in. Um, I've got Fury... Sorry, I've got Wilder weighing in at 220 to 230. Uh, I think he came in way too light last time. I think he's going to have more power this time. He's never exceeded this 230-pound mark. Uh, the next the, the next price down in the market is 210 to 219.9. Uh, I don't think he's going to come in that light. I think he's learned from the mistake. I've watched the last two fights he's had, and they've been absolutely geared towards Tyson Fury. Sitting off and allowing... Ortiz to win six rounds, waiting for the opportunity to land that one punch is absolute preparation for Tyson Fury. In contrast to that, Fury spikes. I think the last one was an absolute disaster. Um, the cut man bailed him out, and then the cut man's not here. And that is a dangerous position to be in now in terms of having that cut. Originally, I had circled uh, Wilder to land a knockdown in rounds 9 to 12, which is available at 7 to 2. That's a good price. But I'm not that confident about it getting that far with this cut. And as much as I do like 
your Wilder to actually end it seven yeah. to twelve. I do like Wilder to score a knockdown. Where has it gone? Sorry, I've moved it out now. So looking for that, moving to the weigh-in markets. Um, Wilder to score a knockdown in rounds one to six at, at thirteen to eight. It's a little bit, it's a little bit short, but I just don't think that Fury can navigate those those early round those those first six rounds without being put on his ass. With Wilder knowing what he didn't know last time is that I can put this guy down easily. Now, people were looking at that um, that last knockdown in round 12 and, and how he got up and whatnot, but you're also looking at a little bit of a flash knockdown with a, with a half punch that took him out during the fight as well, which has been overlooked. This man went down twice. And when people are talking, screaming robbery, 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 and this is all the fucking casuals that make me sick, and, and Jeff hates them too. Um, it's all these casual fans that come in and out of boxing and have an opinion on something which they didn't really watch or watch the highlights of it or are piggy or watching it but don't quite know what they're looking for and are piggy banking off, of, off other people's opinions on Twitter. It, it winds me up because Wilder did not lose this fight, clearly. It's not possible for him to lose this fight, clearly, because two 10-8 rounds give you a four-round differential. Now, you don't need to know about boxing to know that. You just need to have finished school and know about maths. Because if another human being is in a boxing match where it's scored 10-9, 10-9, 10-9, 10-9, and Fury has no knockdowns and Wilder has two of them, he automatically is already four rounds up on the cards. Do you understand what I'm saying by that, Jeff? So in order, in, in order for Fury to, in order for Fury to have won that fight, he would have needed to win eight out of the remaining ten rounds. So let's let's eliminate the knockdown rounds and say there's only ten rounds left. In order for Fury to turn around that mathematical advantage, he would have clearly needed to won, needed to win eight rounds. Right, he didn't. He, he watched that fight back as many times as you can. You are a very, very, very biased Tyson Fury fan if you gave him eight rounds out of the remaining ten. I didn't, and I'm pretty sure Jeff didn't either. So these people that are and we and me and me and him weren't two of the people that were crying out robbery, robbery. I've never heard him say it, and I've certainly never said it. I actually. In all honesty, did score it a draw. I actually wasn't surprised when I heard that come out because in my little piece of paper when I was sitting down in front of me, I had to draw. I had a draw as well. So, so that, that. I mean, yeah, but it's so subjective boxing that I can, in, in a strange way, I, your maths is right, but I can see kind of all of the the why it happened because it's so subjective. You look at judges now, and you know, are they scoring it on on Tyson Fury pumping a jab out six, seven times, you know, in a round, or or the one power shot? Judges look at stuff differently. Some judge looks at the jab coming out and not being hit as a dominant round. Another judge look at looks at that as a round where he's just trading water and the big power punch just lands from from older once is a scoring punch whereas the jabs aren't as such so it's it's, it's so subjective that but I don't Jeff I, I, aside from that I just don't think we'll see that fight this time I just don't yeah. li- looking at what, what, what Wilder's gone away and done and yeah. He's actually prepared for for this guy. If if I think if Fury was going away to actually prepare for Dante Wilder, he would have someone like Daniel Dubois. He, he would have gone in there with a puncher. Yeah. He he he, yeah. he would have taken himself um, the Ortiz fight. But I just don't think yeah. that for Fury, as much as everybody's pumping him up here to be this all round boxer and you know the greatest in the division and all that, 
then why did he not? Why did he not go and take a proper tune-up fight? Because I don't, I don't think that his chin is all there. And I think this is the money fight. And moving on from this, we, you've got to you've got to put some weight into all of that stuff with the depression and wanting to walk away and then walking away and making this comeback. I truly believe that this this comeback is financial. I truly believe that he pulled off a miracle getting up off the floor again and surviving against a Dante Wilder that, that didn't train properly, was sick and thought that he was getting a Tyson Fury who was you know, who was who had just come off massive weight loss and was in no way prepared for him. And I think he was surprised by how resolute and how good Fury actually was as a, as a boxer in terms of being able to cause him complications from, from range and, and getting in and out and everything that he did. I think this time, with full preparation, no sickness, a full camp, coming in at a proper weight, having two fights where he's solely prepared only for Tyson Fury, quite happy to sit off knowing that it's going to take him two seconds to win this fight. That's it. Tyson Fury needs to win this fight over 36 minutes. He needs to be perfect for 36 minutes. Dante Wilder needs to be good for two seconds. And Dante Wilder has only been good for two seconds in the majority of his fights. This guy is not a good boxer. And he is, in terms of, he's a good boxer. He's a better boxer than me. But he's, he's got, to, he's got, he's not, in terms of, looking at the world-class boxers around and, and look at the, the boxing and I know you're kind of in this industry but the boxing snobbery where they refuse to put Wilder in the pound-for-pound conversation they refuse to even talk about him it's like a dirty word like oh, yeah. he's, so, he's not he doesn't get any respect he's not talked about like Mike Tyson or anybody like that even though he's an undefeated American heavyweight and um, I think everybody's going to have to shut up and, and, and reevaluate everything on Saturday when he knocks Fury out comfortably and even if he doesn't you have other problems here um, with him connecting with this cut which isn't going to be healed in time because this fight really shouldn't have happened in February uh, you already have talks about rematches being put in place which makes me very suspicious about where we're going with this fight as well but I think if it just plays out in terms of what we have in front of us with the data and looking at these two men, I don't think that, that there's any way that Tyson Fury can survive the, the 36 minutes this time. Uh, yeah, so, I, so, I, I mean, mean, I think... So uh, yeah, so I've just got to give out my last two. Uh, Wilder via knockout at at, um, at six, his best price at six to four. So you got KO, TKO, DQ, and fight to go under ten point five rounds is available at five to four. The under ten point five covers you for a cut stoppage or a pullout and all that kind of stuff. If there is some kind of uh, technical decision, which is unlikely, but it just does give you a little bit more protection. Yeah, I mean, uh, just going back to it, and, and I've watched a lot of the build-up on this, and one of the most interesting individuals in this is Tyson Fury's ex-trainer, Ben Davidson, because throughout the whole um, build-up, he's remained um, calm, non-biased, despite being kind of almost dumped by Tyson Fury. I think there's an interview knocking about, a very small interview knocking about on the BT clip that was airing on Facebook. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's done a lot of shows. I mean, I watched David David Hay and Ben Davidson, you know, um, look at the fight and break it down um, and what they think is going to happen. And Ben Davidson's um, a very, very knowledgeable coach, very young, but knowledgeable. And, you know, I think he got the, the, the bad end of the stick when Peter Fury, sorry, not Peter Fury, when um, Fury's dad, John Fury, was literally the reason why Ben Davidson is no longer Tyson's coach because he said he's he's a boy doing a man's job, which is very unfair because, you know, Tyson, he got Tyson back. Back. He trained him in that fight, um, got him back from depression, and he's no longer. But he's been very uh, interesting if you watch him, and he made some very good points. And, and this is what I'm saying: a lot of people, certainly people that just watch, you know, the Sky or the um, you know the pay per view boxing, underestimate Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder has an excellent jab. And if you watch him closely, he, he waits for his sharp chance, but it always comes off the jab, and he hits that straight right, and it's very difficult to defend. Well, a lot of people, when they hit the right, the Joshua's of the world and whatnot, and the Chisora's and the Whites, it's kind of an arced right. But when that arrow-like straight right comes through, straight on your chin and your mush, it's very, very difficult to defend, and nobody lands that straight right better than Deontay Wilder. Also... What a lot of people don't, and Ben Davidson said the same thing, Wilder doesn't get the credit he deserves for cutting the ring off, and an important part of boxing is your ring uh, generalship, and, and, and Wilder cuts the ring off well, and you see him, he'll step, you know, the, the same way as, as, as Tyson Fury, cutting the ring off, shortening the ring off, just ready to get within range and land his shots, so Wilder is... People look at him and they see the wild swings and whatnot. And yeah, he this does is, this do is that. the problem because what this is the problem with casual opinion because you get the snippets and even with these impressive knockdowns, there is an element of there, there is some windmilling. There is some windmilling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they come they come around and go, oh, this and, and it and it and it can appear to be a bit of a hit and hope strategy. But the thing, the guy is. Obviously, there's there's an instinct involved in boxing. These people are not normal human beings. They, their job is to hurt other people, and yeah. there's an animalistic instinct there that will take over. That when a guy's hurt, and you know that you are yeah. packing that kind of power, it doesn't matter what shot gets through. It doesn't have to be a no. nice, beautiful overhand right or a nice yeah. uppercut on the chin. Whatever gets through, whatever gets through. And the record at the end of the day, look at. The record is perfect, is it of not? So it, I, mean, I don't understand how you can analyse and break down the finishes, and that's all they're doing. And I know that he cuts off the ring, and I know that he puts people in a position where yeah. he needs to land that shot. Otherwise, every single every single top boxer when he moved up to this level would have been able to jab him out from a distance, like exactly Fury did, like Fury did for long periods. But even then, yeah. he was caught twice. And I just feel that a Dante Wilder closer to two hundred and thirty pounds who's conserved more energy like he did against Ortiz with a training camp, stops yep. this guy relatively easily and sends him back to the WWE. Well, uh, yeah, and that's the thing, you know. Like I say, Wilder, people people look at the wild swings, but what they don't see is you look at the arrow like straight right. What do you think of the distractions, say, Jeff? What do you think, what do you, what, what do you think of the, the WWE? And, and, uh, I mean, he's a showman. I mean, look, he's perfect for all that. And I think what he's trying to do, it's a lot of bravado with Fury. He is an outstanding world-class boxer, the best technically heavyweight boxer in the world. But I think he wants to say, do you know what I can do? I can go to WWE and mess around. I can change trainers. I can go on the piss. I can go, put weight. I can do this. I can do that. And do you know what? I can still outbox Dante Wilder. I think he wants... It's almost what do you like think about it, like some sort of finish where the corner pull him out with uh, the, the corner pull him out with a cut or a doctor stops it for a cut and, we, and we, get, we get a third fight? Well, this is the thing that... 
how, 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 how do we see the third fight here? I mean, if, if Fury's knocked out in two rounds, do we get a third fight? Actually, um, uh, signed. Then yeah, we it do. Is. That's what we're, that's what everybody's well, saying. Personally, yeah. I think that you know, listen, if, if if Wilder does do a job early, or if the other way around, Fury does it, I don't. I think there's any way you can keep uh, Joshua and them apart. We need to unify the world champion, and we need one one belt holder. And with Joshua there and the others there, you know, the winners of this fight needs to fight Joshua. And Eddie Hearn's got the money with the zone and that. So. I think the third fight won't happen regardless because I think that Joshua has to fight. You know, and there's too much money. Certainly, if it, you know, they're talking about it, definitely if it Fury wins, it'll be in the UK. You know, but you're looking at places like Dubai and that, and the money's like 10 times as much there. So I don't know if they'll stick to that big stadium fight because the money isn't at the stadium. The money's on the pay-per-view and, and you know, and the, the, the numbers on the telly. So I don't know. Um, even if it's contractually signed, I still think that if Fury does win, he will fight Joshua next. He has to. If Wilder wins, people want to see the Wilder-Joshua fight because it's going to be a knockout. Um, for me, like I say, it's just so close to call. So, so close to call. And I just can't give a, a bet to say, as confident as you are, that Wilder's going to win it. But, you know, that's why my bets are value bets. But like I said, if pushed, if pushed, I had to say, I think it's going to be a late stoppage for Wilder because I think he is fitter. I think he's got, he keeps his power through the whole uh, of the fight and he will land at, like you said Fury has to be perfect for 36 minutes and if in minute 28 he's been perfect for 27 minutes and in minute 28 Wilder lands this time I don't think Fury will get up if Fury does run his his 36 minute perfect fight then you'll see a new world champion and, and that's but, and that's almost even plays even more to the disrespect he does he gets because even Tyson even Tyson, if anybody watches any old Mike Tyson, yeah, he had the big knockout shot. But most of the time, much lesser than Dante Wilder, he would wear you down. He would come in, yeah. he'd beat you. But first of all, he'd beat you before the fight even started. Where, where and he's yeah. But he would often, he would grind people down. It would be a little shot here and a little shot here. And, and by the point he stopped, by the point he stopped you, you had taken a significant amount of damage. Mm. Wilder carries more power than Mike does because he can actually inflict no damage for a long period of time and he will still knock you out. That's a good, good point you made about the, the Brazil fight and, and the, the Ortiz fight. A lot of people will discredit him while they're saying, oh, he couldn't land a shot on Ortiz. He couldn't land a shot till round six. But do you know what, when he did, how do we know? And this, I didn't think at this point. How do we know that he wasn't literally just waiting for that one point and it took six rounds to get that point? People don't know that. You know, it wasn't like he was swinging wildly and, and Ortiz was missing. He didn't swing much at all. He hardly threw a punch in six rounds. But do you know what? When the opportunity opportunity arose from a boxer who's as sweet as, as Ortiz, the, the opportunity arose and he landed, it was good night, and like you said, you know, and it's a good point, how do we know that he wasn't doing that, because it's going to be very similar to the Fury fight, he might not throw a punch for six rounds, but when he gets that opportunity, he has to take it, and if he does take it and land, this time it could be game over for Wilder. It almost feels, Fury. it almost feels like the football equivalent of parking a bus, it almost feels like, <laughs> yeah. It almost, almost feels yeah. like sitting in, sitting in deep, doing a Jose, yeah, and, and trying to and trying to nick the game on the on on the break. So in terms of when fatigue hits in, it almost yeah. seems like he's now taking an approach where 
he's going to wait for this. Wait for this. I, 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 first of all, I don't think that he needed to do this. I don't think he needed no. to go away and weigh in too much and dig to himself. How did this man get up in the twelfth round? Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I wasn't. Maybe Let's I don't do the same again. Yeah, maybe I don't carry enough power in the later rounds, and I, I don't think he needed to go away and question himself. But somehow, he's gone away. He's done that questioning, and he's come away with what you saw in your Ortiz fight, which was, and I think you've said maybe he did do that. I pretty much believe he did do that I believe he sat in he allowed himself to lose to, to lose those rounds he wasn't doing anything Jeff he, the wasn't, opportunity wasn't there, was he, it? Wasn't, yeah. he wasn't doing anything he, was, he knew he was losing the rounds the this is my point he wasn't the, swinging wildly and missing the, he, he was just waiting which does put water and weight behind the, your, your point. Because if he was swinging wildly, you could have said, do you know what? He missed 15 punches trying to land on Ortiz, but he didn't. He didn't throw a punch. He waited till the right time to and land no, his detonator and, and detonated and it. And no commentator on TV or on Twitter or anywhere had that as 5-1 or... or, no. or, or, or it was 6-0. It was, it was yeah. 6 you're right. down. Yeah. Nobody yeah, had it any right. other way. And I just don't no. think that he would allow himself to do that. because and, he's already, and bearing in mind, he's already fought this guy. So there's no history yeah. of the fact that he fought Ortiz and lost every round the first time either. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he deliberately went in with a different plan. I think it was yeah. quite cut and dry. Um, that's what it's going to be like against Fury. It could be the first four rounds where he doesn't land a shot. As long as he's not exerting energy and losing energy and swinging wildly, you know, that's fine because we all know that he has the ability for that one punch, one punch power and that detonator. And if he lands that right-hand detonator, it's lights out. Um, and a straight flush right, you know, which he can he can land that people say, oh, it's a windmill shot or whatnot. But the straight right isn't, you know, when, when Klitschko for years dominated the division with his one-two hook, you know, the straight one-two and the hook, people said it was fantastic boxing. When Wilder lands his straight one-two, people are calling it windmilling and whatnot. But uh, he doesn't get as much respect as I believe he deserves. Um, what I do know is it's going to be an amazing fight. And after some of the pay-per-views recently, this is one that even though the undercard is absolute, garbage um this is one where you're literally paying for the main event only yeah um, I'm going to hold you to just one pick before, but before I do that just want to talk about a couple of things here quickly first thing is Simply Safe because they we're brought to you by Simply Safe they're the leader here in home security um, go to simplysafe.com but the spelling of that is S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash SGP today and get free shipping on your order plus a 60 day, 60 day money back guarantee that's simplysafe.com slash SGP to save on your home security today S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash SGP we're also brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight the fastest growing daily fantasy site on the planet if you use a promo code SGP get a 100% deposit up to $100 that's monkeyknifefight.com uh, monkey promo code SGP Jeff one of those picks for uh, for one unit so one one pick that you're happy to put £100 on if I had to put £100 on I'm going for the Wilder 7 to 12 because that gives you the second, the whole second half of the fight. And if he does, as we just said, you know, go with um, the plan of waiting and waiting and losing six rounds with the um, knowing that he lands that, that, that detonator, then if I had to, you know, and this pains me to say it because I love Tyson Fury, but, you know, I, if I have to push it and it's been so difficult for me, I will say Wilder 7 to 12. 
Yep. Uh, I'm going to go along that same mould. Slightly less odds. Um, it's going to be six to four on uh, Wilder TKO KO. Um, not going to dis- not going to determine when he do- Je- when he when he does it. Um, Jeff's committed to seven to twelve there, but I- I'd like to give myself the extra uh, the extra eighteen minutes at the start because I think that it could go at any time. And obviously, if there's a um, if there's a cut stoppage as well, uh, that counts. So make sure that you are getting KO slash TKO. Don't don't find anywhere that does KO in the UK. I don't think that we have it. Um, what we don't want either is um, the cut opening up and it to be determined that it happened via heads because then ultimately, then it goes to the cards and then this it depends what round though doesn't it I think if it's after a certain amount of rounds then four, the cut won't yeah the cut won't it won't if it's before four rounds yeah it is a little there's a, quite a few um, you know uh, details in there but to be fair if, if the cut lands at any point if the punch lands on the cut that's yeah, opening because that was the thing. too it deep to, it's different rules whether it's the, whether the contact is by a heads or a punch yeah, so, yeah. Um, as long as it's as long as it's a clear punch that will go in our favour yes if Fury's pulled out the fight um, then hopefully really the I mean a seventh round Tyson Fury being stopped in the seventh would be absolutely perfect for, for everybody. So, in terms of if you are betting our picks. And I'm sure you are because we absolutely cleared up the Joshua fight. I think there was some there was some people coming through going, uh, oh, you doubted him and look what he did. It's like, we didn't doubt him. We just said that he couldn't stop him. We said, we, we literally said... I can't. I didn't understand the criticism of us coming on and saying he can't. He cannot. Win, he cannot win a tear up, and if he gets yes. into a tear up, he will, right. get, he will get knocked out. Well, yep. he didn't get into a tear up, which is what we advised him not to do, and he won the fight and cashed the bets that we gave out. I don't understand what you're tweeting us for, other than to say thank you for the free money, guys. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, well, that literally should have been the only tweet we received. Well, people they love you know to jump on and you know. If I would imagine if Wilder knocks him out in, in round six, people will tell me how stupid I am in the last seconds of round I think, six. I think what it was, people it was tell the me tone, stupid I am for choosing seven. I think it was the tone of, in terms of the, the fraudulent, yeah. the the sort yeah. of uh, the tone that we maybe took in terms of calling him yeah. fraudulent. I think one of the tweets yeah. was yeah. Um, so much for him being a fraud. It's like. He beat Andy yeah. Ruiz Jr. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we, yeah. we said he would beat Andy Ruiz Jr., but we said that he couldn't knock out Andy Ruiz Jr. And we would bang on. Uh, I think coming up, and we and I stand by it, coming up against any of these two fighters that, that are fighting this weekend, Andy Joshua loses that fight, and I still yeah. stand behind it. Unless they come out of this with um, Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali damage done to each other, and yeah. it affects them for the rest of their careers. Um they they are going to be able to beat Anthony Joshua. There's no doubt about it. And Fury can lose this fight and still and still set out a stadium in the UK. Of course he can. Fury, what Fury against anyone? Fury against Dillian White sells out Wembley Stadium. Even if he loses now, you know, I, I, it's up to Fury what he does. I'm with you. I'm skeptical about this rematch clause, but yeah. I'm thinking that if Wilder gets a stoppage, I believe that the next time the next fight we'll see will be Wilder and Joshua in, in Riyadh. I believe, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think, totally agree. I think Riyadh are paying more money for this than they've paid for anything in terms of uh, we've had Argentina Brazil play football over there uh, yeah. they've had the uh, Spanish tournament over the there WWE's recently. gone over there yeah I, I think that this is going to be the one that they are paying the mega bucks for and um, and that's, that's a 100% where it's going to be going around about Christmas time I think yeah and Tyson Fury is very very money motivated where Joshua's spinning the line you know I'd want to fight in the UK for my UK fans but I still believe you know maybe not so much as well, Tyson Fury, Fury. Did the WWE in Saudi Arabia well that's the thing you know I, 
I do think that Fury is more money motivated than Joshua. Joshua actually is, you know, he's now trying to, to give more back to his fans and to create some sort of legacy, whereas Fury openly just wants the money, to, you know, a bit like Tony Bellew against David Hay. And David Hay against Tony Bellew, they only box each other for the money. And um, Bellew got his biggest hay that payday and, and Hay was skint, so he got two paydays. But um, I think with, with uh, Joshua, you know, he would fight in the UK, but I think once the figures and the numbers come out, or what, what, what the uh, the Middle East are willing to offer, then I don't think it will be anywhere else because 90,000 at Wembley does nothing when you're talking millions and hundreds of millions over in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, but I can't wait for this fight. Um, it's so hard, so tough to call, but yeah, that's where we're at. All right, let's, let's close it out. Um, I'm at Twitter, at LockBetting. My website's LockBetting.com to get my... Um, to, you know, to, I've already. Get, I've, I, I won't come here and falsely advertise that there's going to be a lot more given out for this fight. I'm, I'm already. My, my members have been on Wilder for a long time at a better price than than anybody else got. And obviously, if there's a load of Fury money at the weekend, then that that opportunity will represent itself again. Uh, I like Fury versus Knockout here, but obviously there's a lot more stuff coming out. Um, this Champions League just happened. There'll be Champions League betting next week. We've got the Europa League tonight. We've got European soccer again at the weekend. Uh, we killing it in the NBA this season so there's loads of stuff still to go out Jeff's Twitter is at um, JabHookQPR JabHook uh, and QPR that's J-A-B-H-O-O-K-N QPR JabHook and QPR um, and yeah last thing don't forget we've got Euro 2020 which we re regularly mop up um, all the profit don't we in the, the football the European Championship so that's another thing to look forward to yeah, it's the thing. There's no, there's no soccer break this summer at all. We just carry on going all the way through. I think, like, whilst it, it's weird because this is an American podcast mainly centered around the the NFL, but they actually only work for four or five months a year, and, yeah. and, and then they take a long rest. I'm looking forward, and I cannot see other than those coming on from the Euros, which you said, I can't see when you'll be back on because there isn't a massive fight signed up really for. Well, it's going to be it's going to be hopefully Billy Joe Saunders against Canelo, which is um, Mayo de Chinko, is it um, coming up? Which is I'm hearing very close. Billy yeah, I mean, Saunders, that's the thing. I'm not seeing Canelo. a big fight for for the American guys. I mean, I mean, uh, we've got a domestic fight with Dubois and Joy, Joy, Joe Joyce, which is going to be very good. Yeah, but, uh, that's the night after I'm at the O2, so I'm warming the ring up for them. Yeah, we've got that's what that's what that's, we've got um, a rumor of this Billy Joe uh, Canelo fight. Oh, well, apparently, it's very close now. They're saying it's very close. So um, you've also got Callum Smith against Caleb Plant, um, which is uh, for the super middleweight. Um, both of them are world champions. So it, you know, there's there's stuff going around. But if you're talking mega fights, then yeah, um, I think Billy Joe Saunders Canelo is close to being done, which will be in May in the states. So um, that's the next one. Maybe we'll um, we'll be coming on, or, or if I nail this one, I'll, I'll come. On and, and sing my praises. If I get it wrong, you won't see me again for a while. No, you'll be back. All right. Um, <laughs> yep, that's it from me. That's it from Jeff. Um, enjoy the fight at the weekend. Tyson Tyson Fury versus Dante Wilder Part Two. And uh, you can catch us at Twitter at the Twitter accounts that we've said. And uh, when Wilder wins this fight, just just say thank you. It's 
finally spring. And I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. I'm flinging myself into spring cleaning. I'm going to fling into spring at Total Wine and clean up on Chardonnays and fruit-flavored vodkas at low prices. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.